You're listening to Zen Supermom, the mental fitness podcast. And today's episode is all about mommy tantrums, why we have them, how to stop having them, how to stop feeling guilty about them. So stay tuned. (laughs) Hi, I'm Elena Gomez Rodriguez, and I'm a mental fitness coach for busy moms. And this is the first podcast to help you increase your stress resistance so that you can become a Zen Supermom and simply do it all while staying calm and happy. Welcome to the Zen Supermom podcast. Hi, Elena here, your trauma-informed mental fitness coach. And today we are going to talk about tantrums, mommy tantrums. So if you are wondering, like, mommy, what? Then maybe this is not the right episode for you. If you've never experienced mommy tantrums, um, if you never raised voice at your kids when it was not a matter of life or death situation, then maybe this episode is not for you. If that's something of your past, you're not struggling with that anymore, then you might be better off looking for (laughs) listening to another topic. However, this episode is also not for you if you are currently struggling with mommy tantrums, but you're looking for parenting quick tips on how to get your kids not to push your buttons, like how to make them obey, how to stay in control so that they never trigger you again and you can stay calm and zen and be the super mom that you want to be, then this episode is not for you. Because if you've listened to any other episodes of this mental fitness podcast, then you know we are not taking that impossible assignment to control the world around us because it's impossible. Life will keep throwing curveballs at you. Life will keep triggering you. Mental fitness is all about managing ourselves and what is it that we can do to get ready, practice in advance, strengthen our mental muscles so that when there is a trigger, we are able to stand our ground and not get triggered. Okay, that's what mental fitness is. And this is what we are going to talk about in this podcast episode. So if you're up for that, if you are up for more of that self-awareness, self-knowledge, and maybe a bit of self-work, then stay tuned. And this is it. Okay, so we are going to start. This whole episode will be basically about my mistakes, three mistakes that I made. So that if you find yourself in it, in my example, then you can kind of like take a shortcut. (laughs) You don't have to stay stuck as long as I did. That's my intention, to help you get out of it. Okay. Because mommy tantrums were really one of my darkest secrets. I didn't want to tell anybody because I felt so ashamed. I, my ego was so high up, was so strong. I didn't want to admit that I had a problem. I thought I'm so smart. I should be figuring out, figuring it out by myself. I didn't want to admit that there's something I'm not in control of. So we will talk about it. You know, so it's one of the mistakes uh, because it made my suffering longer and my daughter's suffering actually, which is even more important, was longer than necessary. So that's why I'm going to share the three mistakes with you and then what to do instead. Like how to get out of it, how to stop having these tantrums, how to have them 
more further apart, how to have them milder, how to maybe raise your voice only when there is a life or death kind of decision to be made where there is some health risks for your kids. That's the only acceptable condition for me to raise voice with my daughter. In any other times, I know it's not necessary. It could have been avoided. I could have taken a different route, a different strategy, a different way of communicating with her that would have been much more effective and less painful for both of us. So if that's your goal, if that's where you want to get as well, then this episode is for you. So let's dive into it. My mistake number one was indeed trying to control my daughter. So that's what I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, that if you're still trying to do that, then this podcast is not for you. And it took me a long time because it was related also with my feelings of like victim, being a victim of my life, being the martyr for everybody. And I felt like when I'm I'm doing so much for you guys, for my daughter and for my husband. So I felt my... It was justified, kind of like, yes, of course, I'm raising my voice at my daughter uh, and I'm impatient uh, and I'm stressed because like, this is why it's just too much on my shoulders. Uh, I don't have enough time to do it all. It makes me feel like really bad mom. And so it's justified. Of course, I raise my voice. So give me some tools on how I can make my daughter (laughs) stop triggering me, right? But this is where it's all upside down. Because especially if we are talking about um, babies, toddlers, preschoolers, they are not there out there to get you. If we talk about teenagers, then yes, maybe sometimes they are pushing your buttons because they know exactly where they are and they want to hurt you. But it's not because they are mean and they don't love you. There are different things going on. Teenagers, that's a different ball league. (laughs) But if we are talking about smaller kids... They are not pushing your buttons intentionally. The problem is that you have those buttons in the first place. So that not just your kids can push them, but also other people. Because they are not the only ones who trigger you, right? If you're really being honest, when I was being honest with myself and I looked at it, it was also my husband who was triggering me. It was anybody making any comments. And I didn't yell at them because that would be too embarrassing. But I was raging inside and I felt, depending on which of my buttons were pushed, like I felt like I was not a good mom. I was being criticized, judged and da-da-da-da-da-da-da, a swirl of negative emotions. So it's not just the kids, right? That's why the answer is not to go into parenting books to see how you can manipulate your kids to a perfect obedience so that they become a perfect mini-you and they never trigger you again. They never do anything silly. They never make any mistake. They never damage, destroy anything. They never hurt you. It's That's not the point. Those things will happen. So rather than wishing for them not to, isn't it better to get ready when they do. So that's what we are doing here. And that's also the mistake number two. So when I started seeing that I do play a big role in all of this, if not the major one, like (laughs) 99.9%, that it's my responsibility to clear it out on my end. Then I started looking for... Something quick, like a quick fix, something that I could do right in there in that situation. 
a classic thing was like, yeah, take three deep breaths, whatever, count till 10, and then you will cool down and you will not burst out like that pressure cooker. Well, that's a great advice. <laughs> However, if you apply it only in that moment when the pressure is already high, then it's too late. Because you can't really imagine it as a pressure cooker. The more you stuff inside, the more you put the heat up, then when you're trying to stop it and take it off the stove, when it's already hot and under a lot of pressure, then it's too late. It, there is no other way but to blow up out. That's just the law of physics. And it's the same with your emotions. The longer you keep stuffing them inside, the longer you let somebody maybe even cross your boundaries without you protecting yourself, without you speaking out, you are setting up this inner pressure cooker. And then there are only two possible ways how that energy can get out. One, it will explode in yours and somebody else's face, whoever is the last one to put the, the proverbial last drop inside, like it's going to blow up in their face. Or the second, even more damaging actually, is that it will implode. It, you will, it will stay buried inside, but it will explode inside of you, inside of your physical body, literally. And that's where all the autoimmune diseases come from. That's where, that's where cancer comes from. And this is no joke. I'm not making this up, okay? I'm not saying this lightly. This has been my own research and my own personal experience of my mom getting cancer. You can read all about it. The best specialist to go to is Dr. Gabor Mate. When the body says no, you can find his book, his workshops. YouTube is full of his uh, little seminars. That was literally eye-opening. When your stress, resentment, and anger implodes inside of you, that's where you're really in trouble. So this is what we are trying to prevent here. That's basically the whole mission of the Zen Supermom, of my work, of why I finished in the corporate world and stopped being an HR and coach um, uh, in in there and why I went <laughs> online like this, helping moms like you, because this is my mission to make sure that not only I keep practicing and it doesn't happen to me, like it happened to my mom, that she basically from all of this stress, resentment, anger that imploded in her, it was exploding also outside. I was a witness of it. But I wanted to make sure that you know, not only it doesn't happen to me, but that it doesn't have to happen to you either. That's why we are here. Hmm? So don't make this mistake of trying to stop that pressure cooker when it's too late, when it's already full. And when there's no way to go back. How to do that? By preparing in advance. Okay. So yes, it's a great tip to count to 10 or to take three deep conscious breaths. But if you do it only in that moment, in the middle of the trigger, it's too late. The best advice that I have for you is to start taking these whenever you feel even the slightest hint of those negative emotions that build up to your trigger. So if there is even a hint of anger, resentment, stress, overwhelm, anxiety, whatever your, your prep cooker usually consists of, whenever you start noticing any of that coming up for you, that's the best time to start taking those deep breaths or counting or whatever method you have to calm down. We have lots of them. We call them picky reps inside uh, mental fitness. 
PQ stands for positive intelligence. And we do reps as in a gym where you go and do your squats or push-ups. Uh, so we do PQ repetitions. Uh, but you can do any of them, including, yeah, counts as a 10 on taking three breaths. But do it as soon as you notice the pressure starts building up. Okay. So avoid that mistake that I was making, was trying to count when I'm already triggered by my daughter because then there's no, it's too late. <laughs> it's about to explode. Okay, so that was mistake number two. And to prevent it is prepare in advance. Hmm? Last one, mistake number three I was making was that I was beating myself up. I let my inner critic, my judge, beat me up over this and to make me really feel like a super terrible mom and why that is not a good idea because letting that inner critic run your life is never a good idea what it tells you is that you need me because i help you stay in check i help you get better but is that really true that your inner critic helps you get better because i don't know about yours but mine beat me up so hard that it usually beats me down to the ground. And then I feel so bad that I, I feel even more stressed. I feel even more pressure on myself. And that's what makes it even heavier to carry my load. And that's what makes it even more likely for me to burst out the next time because the pressure starts building up again. And it's the same with, with our kids. Imagine, imagine you would be parenting your kids just by reminding them of how bad they are and how what how many mistakes they made and um, what accidents they had that's not the most effective way to to cause a positive change right you have you have that in every parenting book right <laughs> positive reinforcement so why don't we do that with ourselves too so from now on whenever i make a mistake i look at it i do my best to look at it as objectively as possible. What would the camera on the wall trace? What would it record? And what is it that I can learn from it so that it doesn't happen again the next time? Because the first time it happens, it's a learning opportunity. Only if you repeat exactly the same thing again and you get the same result that you do not want, then it's a mistake. You didn't learn the first time. So rather than having the my inner critic beat me up over doing something that got me a result that I didn't want and that caused pain to my daughter and to me, I rather switch over to what we call sage in mental fitness, like that inner, wiser, elder self that knows better once I'm calm. And I try to learn from the situation. So, all right, I messed up. How do I make sure it doesn't happen again? Okay. That's what takes the pressure off. That's what makes it a little bit, at least a little bit lighter for me to continue and keep doing, keep doing my best. So here you have it, three mistakes. Mistake number one, trying to control and manipulate the kid with some quick fix parenting techniques. Didn't work. <laughs> what we do instead, we look into our own triggers. Mistake number two, not preparing in advance, trying to apply some technique only in the heat of the moment. So it's it's not embedded in us. We don't live it. We don't breathe it. And the pressure is already so high that it has only two ways to go, explode or implode. None of them is healthy. 
So prepare in advance. That's how you avoid making mistake number two. And then mistake number three was beating myself up. So don't beat yourself up over when it happens, but instead take some of those deep breaths and try as much as possible focus on looking at what is it that I can learn from here to make sure that it doesn't happen again. And do prepare in advance. Like if you know, for example, evening is when (laughs) the hell breaks loose and everybody gets triggered and everybody has tantrums and everybody's crying by the end of the evening, then what is it that you can do in advance? Sit down when you have a calm moment, create it, (laughs) make time for it and prepare for that evening. Think about it again as a camera on the wall, objective, what would it record? Where are your opportunities of what could change, what could be different to make it easier for everybody and less likely to be triggering tantrums? What is it that's not necessary that doesn't have to be in that evening routine? Is there any evening routine even? Or what is what is it that should be there to make it easier for everybody to just be able to take a deep breath in and um, and cool down and be more happy and satisfied and feel loved and less likely to have a tantrum or trigger one another. Okay, so this is what you can do and you might want to do it in advance because when you're already in that situation and you're already at the end of your day and stressed out, it's too late. So this is it. Here you have it. Three mistakes I used to struggle with. That's why it took me so long to get out of mommy tantrums. I hope it was useful for you. Uh, You can let me know by sending me an email or hopping over our Zen Supermom Cafe Facebook group uh, to let me know and share your experience or what uh, tend to work for you. And if you would like to get rid of those mommy tantrums completely, then you should sign up for my upcoming free live webinar workshop that we are going to do. So you can get the link in the description uh, in the show notes and join us because that's where I will give you the easy, most time-efficient strategy, the most effective strategy that worked for me and for all of my clients that I work with as a way to stop having mommy tantrums whatsoever. And yes, <laughs> if you've been in this podcast for a while, then you might get a hint. The answer is in mental fitness. So we will talk about that how. And at the end of it, we will be opening the doors to the mental fitness gym again. Yay! So if you've been hearing about it here in the podcast and you're curious, like, what is it and how does it really work? Then you should definitely join us in the workshop because that's where um, that's where I will mention everything and I will invite you to join us if that is the right next step for you to take. Sounds good. So don't forget, keep practicing. Please don't let your inner critic beat you up. You're definitely not the only one struggling with this, even though nobody talks about it. You're not alone. But it doesn't mean it has to stay this way, that you keep struggling with it. It's not your fault, but there are things that you can do about it to change it. So I hope this podcast was like a a start for you, a starting block for your first three steps that you can take to stop having those tantrums. And then I hope to see you in our workshop. Take care, super mom. 